Yesterday, we gave the love to Walter. This morning, I have to give him the raspberries here. So in the comments, just just uh, uh, just giving you a hard time there, Walter, calling you oldie. Anybody that's older than me is an oldie. Of course, that makes the next person in the comments maybe older than me. Does that make that... Uh, fantastic woman a an oldie as well I, I don't know just gotta have a little fun here life can be so serious sometimes so so uh is that uh fran is that would that be uh 
Wendy and um, Ginger's mother, grandmother, perhaps, uh, referencing Sonia Abbott Tripp in our lives. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't remember everybody's names, and uh, never always made those connections. So, but uh, Fran is asking us to say a prayer uh, for her. Uh, so we we can certainly do that. Um, I'm just drawing a blank this morning here on who it is that we're referencing. So that's that's. That's okay. It doesn't matter. The Lord knows, and that's the main thing. So, Father, uh, prayer request right out of the gate. So we do pray for Sonia and for her family, and uh, that you would just minister uh, your love and your mercy and your peace um, with... Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I knew I recognized that trip. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I just, there have been a couple of different conversations going on about the health of some different people. And uh, so thank you. And uh, so, yes, Lord, for, for Sonia, thank you, Fran, for clarifying. And we do pray for her as she fights this fight and as they walk this, uh, as they walk this, this road, we lift them to you. Uh, and as well, I mean, Terry's son had uh, uh, surgery here in the last few days as well. So pray for Terry as, as she walks this road, uh, giving care. And Sonia, who was giving care to her mother, uh, Lord, in the midst of uh, the fight that they're going through, the battle, the cancer battle, we just uh, ask that you would uh, minister to them, uh, that you would show yourself merciful and near to them. Uh, we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I I just had a brain freeze there. Uh, so thank you, Fran, for bringing that back around. I had another conversation about another aspect of the trip family and uh, that I referenced here. So thank you for bringing that back around. I, I do appreciate that. Walter, you're welcome. I don't think. I, I, I know that you're welcome for us giving you the raspberries here. This morning, uh, let's get into our text. Uh, we're going to jump right in here. We are in the twenty-fourth chapter of the book of Acts. Uh, Paul is under trial. He has been given one trial. Now they've moved him down to uh, Caesarea. Now, again, honestly, Caesarea is north of Jerusalem. So when we say down to, it's the idea of coming down out of because Jerusalem is located in a hilly region. Uh, kind of on a hill itself. So to go down to somewhere, even though it's north, it's referencing the fact that uh, Jerusalem is on a hill. So five days later, the high priest uh, Ananias went down to Caesarea with some of the elders and a lawyer named Tertullus, and they brought their charges against Paul before the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullus represented his case before Felix. We've enjoyed a long period of peace under you, and your foresight has brought about reforms in this nation. Everywhere and in every way, most excellent Felix, we acknowledge this pro with profound gratitude. But in order to not weary you further, I would requ request that you be kind enough to hear us briefly. We have found this man to be a troublemaker, stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He's a ringleader of the Nazarene sect, 
and even tried to desecrate the temple. So he seized him. Uh, and then in the you see in kind of the gray uh, parenthetical here, verses that may not have been in the most reliable manuscripts, and wanted to judge him according to our law, but the, the commander, Lysias, came and with use of much force snatched him from our hands and ordered his accusers to come before you. Uh, so Tert Tertullus is showing respect, showing honor. Uh, these guys, uh, these rulers, uh, teachers in the law, were uh, very good with words. Tertullus, uh, extremely apt and capable with words and presenting an argument. Uh, and so he is showing this respect, and you win people over with this type of respect that he is showing to Felix. Verse 8 says, by examining your, him yourself, you will be able to learn the truth about all these charges we're bringing against him. And the Jews joined in the accusation, asserting that these things were true. When the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied, I know that for a number of years you've been a judge over this nation, so I gladly make my defense. Paul self-defending. You can easily verify that no more than 12 days ago, I went up to Jerusalem to worship. My accusers did not find me arguing with anyone at the temple or stirring up a crowd in the synagogues or anywhere else in the city. And they cannot prove to you the charges they are now making against me. However, I admit that I worship the God of our fathers as a follower of the way, which they call a sect. I believe everything that agrees with the law and that is written in the prophets. And I have the same hope in God as these men that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. After absence of several years, I came to Jerusalem to bring my people gifts for the poor and to present offerings. I was ceremonial clean when they found me in the temple courts doing this. There was no crowd with me, nor was I involved in any disturbance. But there are some Jews from the province of Asia who ought to be here before you and bring charges if they have anything against me. Or these who are here should state what crime they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin. Unless it is this one thing I shouted as I stood in their presence. It's concerning the resurrection of the dead that I'm on trial before you today. Then Felix, who was well acquainted with the way, adjourned the proceedings, and when Lysias, the commander, comes, he said, I will decide your case. He ordered the centurion to keep Paul under guard, but to give him some freedom and permit his friends to take care of his needs. Several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Jesus. As Paul discoursed on righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and said, that's enough for now. You may leave. When I find it convenient, I will send for you. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him a bribe, so he sent, him, sent for him frequently and talked with him. When two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus. But because Felix wanted to grant a favor to the Jews, he left Paul in prison. So this morning, I have pretty much read all the, just read text. You see the argument, you see uh, 
You see what Tertullus has presented. Now you see Paul self-defending. Paul, perhaps just as apt, if not more apt than Tertullus in presenting his case. Uh, Paul, as you know, was masterful with his words. Uh, We know this because we have nearly half the New Testament that he penned himself, uh, and he gives uh, absolutely bulletproof arguments uh, in all of his letters. Uh, In fact, when you read some of the paragraphs, they go on and on and on. They didn't have the punctuation in their day as we have in ours, or in their language as we have in ours. So and the language isn't stated the same as it's stated in ours. And so what we look at as perhaps run-on sentences that go on and on and on was nothing in, in Greek language. So here we see Paul presenting his case. Uh, and Felix was acquainted with the way. Now remember, the gospel has gone back and forth across uh from, from Jerusalem up to Syria and all the way across Turkey, all the way over Macedonia down into Greece. So the gospel's been all those places. Paul is is perhaps quite well known. Now, of course, there's no social media in that day like uh, Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and Facebook and Truth Daily or whatever the other one that the former president created. The, the, True Social, maybe that's it. Uh, there wasn't any of that. But because Paul had preached in so many places and because they had... He had multiplied disciple makers in so many places. Uh, In this way, Felix was well acquainted with the way. However, it says about Felix, there's one telling line. Um, I need to go back and find it. The, The line was this. Let me cut back over and we'll take a look. When it is more convenient. Uh. That line came across here, and I'm I'm just not seeing it right now. Um, we read it uh, in in the text, and and there are many people who will say, um, "I I'm not my sharpest this morning, folks." I guess sorry about that. Um, he said, uh, "At a more convenient time, then then we will then we'll talk about this." Um, Yeah, it's down a little bit later on. Verse 24, several days, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was a Jewish. She sent for Paul, listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ. Uh, and down in verse 25, that's enough for now. You may leave. When I find it convenient, I will send it for you. And, I mean, that that is a problem. There are people who are waiting for the convenient time to respond to Christ. Here's what happens. <gasps> they breathe their last they die, and it's too late. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of response. So if you happen upon this podcast, if you happen upon this broadcast, uh, and you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you, don't wait for a convenient time. Do it now. And trust your life to Christ right now. Ask Christ to be your Savior right now. 
uh, commit to following after Jesus right now because you simply never know when you will breathe your last. There are young people, young people in an automobile accident. It happens. Uh, there are young people who die of a, a coronary issue as athletes, and you think they're athletes, they're well fit, there should be no issue, but they die of a coronary issue uh, as an athlete. And you just heard my associate come running into the room here. That's uh, Bucky. Um, there are people in their you know 20s and 30s. Uh, we had a young gal that was part of our youth group in my first church, and she died of uh, breast cancer uh, at like age 35. I think they had six kids, and at age 35, dead of uh, breast cancer. Things happen. Don't wait for the convenient time. Don't don't make Christ, and for us that who are Christians, let's not make Christ a, an item of our convenience. Uh, he needs to be our Lord. He needs to be the one uh, to whom we bow. He needs to be the one to whom we are surrendered. So don't be like Felix and say, I will wait for a convenient time. And notice what it says. Verse 26, at the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him a bribe. So he sent for him frequently and talked with him. Uh, now, Here's what happens in that part of the world. Bribes, and it's not just bribes. Uh, it kind of sort of is in some way, I, I guess. Uh, in that part of the world, uh, people, hang on a second. Let me put this. I'm back with you now. Uh, it, it says here in, in that uh, verse 26, offer him the bribe. Um, in that part of the world, that happens frequently. I mean, I, I was when I was standing outside the, the door, the gate of the Gloria Hotel, uh, uh, inside the uh, Jaffa Gate in Jerusalem, uh, and a guy come up and he said, look at this piece, and he put it in my hand. Well, that's a trick, and I, and I, was, I was a novice. I was a rookie. I did not know. If you take it in your hand, they're going to talk you into keeping it. They'll say, oh, it's a gift for me. It's a gift. And then what, that, what they're going to want you to do is say, we're friends. We're friends. So friends give friends gifts. What gift do you have for me? And, I mean, it's just the way it goes over there. You have to be so very careful. That is the way of life uh, in that part of the world. It was that way in South Sudan. It was that way in Israel frequently. And uh, you, you, and we read about it here. It's still that way. Now, that's not our way here in America. It's, it's got a price tag on it. That's what you pay. Or you go on Amazon and look for a, a cheaper price somewhere else. And if you don't like Amazon, you go over to eBay and find a, a cheaper price, maybe. Or maybe a little bit of bidding that might go on on eBay or something like that. But in that part of the world, it's just common that that they're looking for bribes. As we drove through uh, South Sudan, I mean, there were checkpoints, and that's what they're looking for. Give them a little bit of money, uh, and they'll let you through. E even going through, like, customs, sometimes it's like, okay, give them a little bit of money, and, you know, because they might give you a hard time about your visa. Well, this visa doesn't look, well, you, you got the visa legitimately, and it's taken care of, and it's all good, and, and, uh, 
but they harass you because they want some money. They're looking for a bribe. Very, very common in that part of the world as we see with, uh, with Felix looking for Paul to give him a bribe. Now, let's go to the next chapter and uh, continue the story here because we do have to cover uh, quite a bit of ground this week. Three days after arriving in the province, Festus went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and Jewish leaders appeared before him and presented the charges against Paul. So now Festus is in Jerusalem. They urgently requested Festus as a favor to them to have Paul transferred to Jerusalem for they were preparing to ambush him along the way. Festus answered Paul as being held at Caesarea, and I myself am going there soon. Let some of your leaders come along with me and press charges against the man there if he has done anything wrong. After spending eight or ten days with them, he went down to Caesarea, and the next day he convened the court and ordered that Paul be brought before him. When Paul appeared, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many serious charges against him, which they could not prove. They, they had no evidence. It says, then Paul made his defense. We move the text here. I have done nothing wrong against the law of the Jews or against the temple or against Caesar. And Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there on these charges? Paul answered, I am now standing before Caesar's court where I ought to be tried. I have not done any wrong to the Jews, as you yourself know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to, to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. And with that, Paul knew his rights. He, he knew how to give uh, he knew how to give an argument. He knew how to defend himself. He appeals to Caesar, the, the highest, uh, the the high, the highest ruler in the land. And so, by appealing to Caesar, uh, Festus has no uh, no recourse, no other thing that he can do but to go ahead and send Paul on. So. There were some other circuit courts or district courts or superior courts using American lingo uh, before which Paul would appear. So we, we read here in verse 13, chapter 25, a few days later, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived, uh, Bernice arrived at Caesarea to pay their respects to Festus. Since they were spending many days there, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. Uh, there is a man here whom Felix left as prisoner. Now, you might be confused. I thought Caesar was the supreme ruler. Well, kings were like governors. Uh, they, they oversaw like a whole region. So so Agrippa, King Agrippa, is like the ruler over, over that part uh, of the Roman Empire. So it says, since they were spending many days there, Festus dis discussed Paul's case with the king. He said, there is a man here whom Felix, Felix left as a prisoner. When I went to Jerusalem, the chief priests and elders of the Jews brought charges against him and asked that he be condemned. I told them that it is not Roman custom to hand over any man before he has faced his accusers and has had an opportunity to defend himself against their charges. When they came here with me, I did not delay the case, but convened the court and the next day ordered the man to be brought in. When, it, when his accusers got up to speak, they did not charge him with any of the crimes I expected. 
Instead, they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a dead man named Jesus whom, whom Paul claimed was alive. I was at a loss how to investigate such matters, so I asked if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial on these charges. Remove the text. It says, when Paul made his appeal to be held over for the emperor's decision, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear this man myself. He replied, tomorrow you will hear him. The next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp and entered the audience room with the high-ranking officers and the leading men of the city. At the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. Festus said to King Agrippa, and all those who are present with us, you see this man? The whole Jewish community has petitioned me about him in Jerusalem and here in Caesarea, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. I found he had done nothing deserving death, but because he has made his appeal to the emperor, I decided to send him to Rome. But I have nothing definite to write to his majesty about him. Therefore, I have brought him before all of you, especially before you, King Agrippa, so that as a result of this investigation, I may have something to write. For I think it is reasonable to send on a pri- I think it is unreasonable to send on a prisoner without specifying the charges against him. Do you think? Absolutely. He has nothing to really say about him. And so this rolls right over to chapter 26. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul motioned with his hand and began his defense. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews, and especially so because you are well acquainted with all the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you, listen to me patiently. The Jews all know the way I've lived ever since I was a child, from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time and can testify, if they are willing, that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And now because of my hope in what God has promised our fathers, it is because of my hope in what God has promised our fathers that I am on trial today. This is the promise our 12 tribes are hoping to see fulfilled as they earnestly serve God day and night. O king, it is because of this hope that the Jews are accusing me. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priest, I put many of the saints in prison, and when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished, and I tried to force them to blaspheme. In my obsession against them, I even went to foreign cities to persecute them. Now from there, Paul will go on and share his testimony. I'm going to stop there. We're going to pick up in chapter 26 tomorrow uh, and see how once again Paul shares his testimony, how Paul, uh, what Paul will do um, <clears throat> going from here. Uh, and I mean, so we, we've covered three chapters here this morning, or two and a half chapters, I should say, um, in seeing how Paul gives his defense. Again, we need to be 
people who are apt at giving defense of the gospel. It is called apologetics, the apologia, uh, and and to root ourselves in understanding what are the cultural arguments and how do we respond to them. Uh, Sean McDowell, you can look up Sean, uh, S-E-A-N, McDowell, M-C, capital D-O. W-E-L-L is a phenomenal person on YouTube you can watch uh, who gives argument, uh, who, who gives defense to some of the, the most prevalent modern arguments that are being held against Christianity. So if you kind of want to bone up a little bit in, in, in uh, uh, fortifying yourself to be able to give a defense, I, I want to encourage you to check out uh, Sean McDowell. On Facebook now, we've seen this back and forth argument between Paul uh, and uh, between the Jewish rulers. Paul says, "Look, I was one of them, just as as um, they can tell you, and others could attest. So, why am I here today?" And then Paul will go in tomorrow. We'll talk about Paul uh, giving his. Um, his testimony, sharing his testimony about he came to faith in Christ. And we'll see the response to that testimony as we get into our broadcast tomorrow. Well, friends, sorry about that. Uh, and uh, Don has put a link in the comments, uh, seanmcdowell.org. You can check him out there. Check him out on, I said Facebook, I think YouTube. Uh, definitely YouTube. That's where I've watched some of uh, Sean's videos and corresponded with Sean a little bit. So uh, we just... Uh, uh, we need to be prepared as Paul was to give it offense. Friends, I'm going to get you into your day. Lord, thank you that we can spend time together this morning. We pray for people as we have um, indicated earlier, like Sonia and Terry and their family. Uh, we pray for our friends in India that you'd meet their needs. Uh, we pray for our friends in South Sudan and Malawi and other places uh, Lord, uh, that you would meet their needs. Thank you that we've been able to send some money on over to Malawi to help them get more kids to camp. And thank you for that. And uh, their gratitude comes back uh, as uh, we've partnered with them uh, as they're trying to equip people to take the gospel even further. So Lord, thank you for our time. Thank you for your word. Help us today to not treat you as convenience, but help us to treat you as Christ the Lord and allow you to call all the shots in our life today. Help us to live for the glory of Jesus, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, that's a wrap. I will see you tomorrow.